This podcast is rated IS for incredibly silly and definitely contains bad words, bad jokes, and other bad content that should not be heard by anyone, least of all children. Or maybe it should be. We don't know. We're still not their parents. You're listening to the Starforge Podcast with Saya and Mal, two nerdy humans who still have a lot to say about Star Wars The Old Republic and all its features. Rest assured, the podcast is, as always, working as intended. This is Episode 24, Lair Bosses and Dailies. Hello, SWOTOR players. I am Mal. And I'm Saya. And this is Episode 24 of the Starforge podcast. You know, a long time ago, you told me, Talk to me when we get to episode 10. That's what I tell people. And a couple weeks ago, we got to episode 20, and I was so excited. I was like, what do I get for episode 20? And this this woman tells me, Mm-mm. talk to me when we get to 100 episodes. It's true. Fuck. I'll be dead then. <sighs> Life is hard with you. Your, uh, your healer from the last episode kept healing from Beyond the Graves, so you can do the same. Fine. Can I tell you about something funny I saw when I was walking down the street? Please do. I posted this in one of the discords you're in with me. I was walking by this. Here in front of buildings, we have like little patches of grass. And sometimes people have flower beds and stuff like that. Like they try to make it nice. And I don't know what happened in this person's flower bed, but it had a sign, a handwritten sign that said, anyone leaving garbage here will receive a horrible venereal disease. <laughs> Oh, and it's written on cardboard and everything here. Uh-huh, it is. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You probably can't see. I'd be real angry about that if someone was leaving garbage in my front steps. Do you think the sign do you think the sign will stop anyone? Definitely not. <laughs> Unfortunately here. Do you no. think Do you think we should repost this image onto these official Star Wars the Old Republic forums? Anyone leaving garbage here? We'll receive a horrible space venereal disease. Do you think I, that'll stop anyone? You know, it might be effective. We actually, where I live, we have a very large Greek population. So I can just see, like, someone's yaya clearly wrote this sign out and stuck it in the yard. Uh, I can see my grandma EY. doing that, too. <laughs> a hex on you. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Okay. So with that. <laughs> So uh, I'm sure people leaving trash there will be very disappointed when they receive their uh, venereal disease. Uh, So uh, we'll tell you all how to disappoint people uh, without the use of uh, diseases in Swator with lair bosses. (laughs) Disappointing other people. Disappointing other people with STD. So first off, Saya, what is a lair boss? Why do we call it that? I mean, I know we touched on this in our last episode, but, you know, lay it on me again. Tell the people. Right. Last time we were talking about lair bosses that are only available during limited time events. Today we're talking about lair bosses that are available all the time. 
Lair bosses are single boss operations, which means they are meant to be taken on by a group of 8 or 16 level 80 players and are exclusive to subscribers. Unlike normal operations, which have multiple bosses and many smaller enemies in between, lair bosses are meant to be short and sweet encounters, and for most of them, you're dropped right in front of the boss. You're loaded right into the boss's lair. They're a lot of fun, and in story mode, as long as you have a good team leader to give instructions, you can often hop into them with basic level 80 gear and no real experience or skill is needed. That is wonderful. I love that. You know why? Because there's no trash. They just drop you in front of the boss and say, here, have at you. Right. I I am not a fan of the trash in operations. I don't really understand why it's there. I'm, I'm here for the fun fights. That's what I want to do. How did they get it so right with DF and DP? How did they get it so right? There's so little trash. And then everywhere else. Oh, God. Oh, we've been down that road. So anyway, in last week's episode, we talked about lair bosses that are tied to events like the Xenoanalyst 2 and the Eyeless. So some of the other lair bosses in Swator are the Colossal Monolith, which is actually a two-parter, Hive of the Mountain Queen, and the Golden Fury. So Saya, let's just break these down one by one, starting with Golden Fury, because that's the one that sucks the most ass. So Golden Fury is sometimes known as Taboro's Courtyard. You'll often see it abbreviated as TC in chat. And in the previous expansion, it was one of the fastest ways to get tech fragments. And people would run it over and over and over and over. And it was also something people could easily jump into. You didn't need a lot of skill or experience for story mode. It's a it's an okay fight. I'm glad it's not being run quite as often anymore. There's a little more variety again, sort of. Um, And uh, it's got a giant laser beam. I love watching people getting annihilated by it. It makes me laugh every time. And I like that the roles are varied. You've got the tank, the healers, and the DPS, but you've also got the kind of side duty of the ads as well. Uh, And ranged and melee actually makes a big difference during this fight. And I like that you can rotate between characters and play it. There's a, a, it's a little different every time. Yeah, I, this one uh, in hard mode is interesting because you have to break those little canisters on yourself. It's been so long even since I did it in hard mode. Hard mode point, takes yeah. forever. Hard mode is difficult. Yeah. And it takes a really long time. So I really don't like running it in hard mode at all. I would say across too the repetitive. board, across the board for all these lair bosses, they have too much health. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's very long for the mechanics they have and how repeatable they are. They all seem to have way too much health. And in this one, it really shows because it's just really long and boring. And if people, Rinse and repeat. If people know how to get out of the middle, you're going to win one day, hopefully, before we all die of old age. Right. You can just slowly slug it out. It is interesting to see, especially in the previous expansion, how an experienced group fares against the same boss compared to a less experienced group because as you said as long as people can stay out of the middle you will eventually win and that time difference can be quite large if you have good dps versus beginner dps right right and um when they first came out with mckeb we used to do this because he he dropped a main hand right or something right golden fury it was actually worth doing because it dropped stuff that you wanted now it's Um, like uh, it's dropped me a thousand speeder parts for my pimp mobile or whatever it is you make with that. (laughs) Now that it's no longer part of the main rotation for gearing up, 
I, I really don't miss it very much. I don't think I'll be going back in. But some other stuff have entered the rotation into being having a really good reason to play again. Galactic Seasons has introduced both uh, the Colossal Monolith and a Hive of the Mountain Queen into the weekly objectives that you can do to get points for Galactic Seasons. And that's been really fun. I haven't done Colossal Monolith in so long, but it was part of the objectives last week. So I was like, okay, team, let's go in there. I don't super remember how it works, but let's go give it a shot. And it was a lot of fun. I took 16 players who many of had never seen it before, and pretty much none of them had passed it before. And we were able to do the Colossal Monolith fight. Could you kind of describe the mechanics of that? Because it's very neat with the rift and stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. So um, he focuses on the tank, and I think he puts a debuff on them that's like a bite. Mm-hmm. Like he's mm-hmm. he's biting them. Uh, So in hard mode, uh, you definitely at least need to have somebody taunt so that the tank can clear that. Uh, Meanwhile, he puts circles underneath everybody's feet. So it behooves you to all stand together and then all take a step to the right as a group to avoid the circles. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Interestingly, if you're doing it in 16-man mode, the advice is actually opposite. You're supposed to just spread the hell out and try and do your best to stay away from each other. There is a lot of stuff (laughs) on the ground there in that fight. If you have a bad connection or you're not good at moving around, this is not going to be the fight for you. No, it is very unfriendly if that is the case for you. Uh, Meanwhile, it puts uh, orange fire under somebody's feet, which needs to be kited well away from the group. Ooh, have fun, hard mode people. Yeah, and uh, it also puts a debuff on someone, kind of like Force Leech. And if you heal them, they will die. So the best... Oh, man, this uh, is scary in hard mode. I've never done any of these mechanics. No wonder I haven't passed this one in hard (laughs) mode yet. Yeah, and so the best thing to do for that is those little purple rifts that are there. If you stand in those, you cannot be healed. So the best thing for you to do if you have that force leech is to go park yourself in a little rift and sit there looking pretty till it wears off. Aw, so cute. And then, and then you have the colors. It matters in hard mode who gets what color. Uh, In 6.0, I don't think they had healers get any. It was all DPS. Um, But whoever gets the colors, you then have to switch the next time you cannot get the same color two times in a row and you really have to be careful yeah and each one of them gives a buff to the person so yeah right it escapes me what those are but i'm sure you can look up a guide for the colossal monolith after you collect the colors you then have to gather on top of the monolith where he's doing his his intense roaring um, gather up, get in the little color that you have and the little circle around him, and then keep going from there. It is a lot in hard mode to do that fight for a very long time and not right. fuck any of that up. It's the opposite of repetitive, too, because everything's a little different each time, and you got to do it perfect each time. In story mode... It's one of the ones that's less friendly to just jump into. I talked about last episode about how I give like my groups like three instructions when we're doing the event layer bosses. But for the this guy, the Colossal Monolith on the gray planet, um, this one's a lot harder. So if you wanted to jump into a story mode for this group, if you're in eight people, make sure to stand and move with your group when they move to the left or the right when the purple circles drop on the ground. 
If you're in 16-man, just spread out. You know, listen to whatever your raid lead says. And the most important part will be stay out of all the garbage on the ground. There's going to be so much of it. There's going to be purple circles on the ground. There's going to be a purple cone of flame of angriness you stay out of. And maybe it's focused on you. If it is, stay the hell still so your team can run away. And when the four colored circles show up on the ground, if you're a little more experienced, grab one and you're going to have to bring it to the colorful flower that will appear after red text shows up on the screen. It's just chaotic. Like it's not something I would want to run in the group finder with random people, you know? That's a hard one. And even um, in story. Right. And I forgot I forgot about the shout where if he's shouting on you, you just gotta stand there. Throw your arms looking back. pretty. <laughs> Titanic style. <laughs> Near <laughs> far <laughs> We got it. <laughs> Mouse is having a really big giggle over there. We do have one final boss to talk about. And oh, that is. I have a question before you talk about that one. In story mode, must you kill the world boss for the monolith before? We were actually wondering that too when we went to go run it for Galactic Seasons. The answer is no. So if you're running story mode, there is an additional world boss out there on Zyos. It's pretty fun to go kill. I do recommend it. It's a neat little world boss. The idea is it has three little tiny enemies and you want to kill them at roughly the same time. They put a shield around them and you want them to shield up at about the same time and then go back on the boss. And if you do fight the world boss first and defeat it, you do get a little buff, a bonus when you go fight it in story mode for the Colossal Monolith. Mal's remembering, though, if you go do it in hard mode, or in veteran mode is the correct term, you want to fight the world boss first. You must. Our group who did story mode just ignored the world boss, and it wasn't. it's not really a big issue. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. So the last of the lair bosses, the Hive Queen. Why does it have trash? There is a lot of trash leading it's up It's so to annoying. You know why? Because uh, it was part of the uh, Aussis arc. And uh, I don't know if you remember that time in the game. There wasn't shit to do yep. except fight those two world bosses on Aussis and go and fight the Hive Queen. And uh, so there are actually yeah. like there's little achievements hidden throughout there as well. There's like little masks to click on to grab up as an achievement. Right. I, I wouldn't recommend bugging your group about it if you're in a randomly put together gearing group or something. But if you're with friends or you're with guildmates, ask them if you can get the objective. They're just these little hidden masks, as Mal said, and just one person has to find them for the achievement. Yeah. And um, on story mode, even if you have a couple of you, like uh, I think in 6.0, Vaz and I went in there in story mode, just the two of us. And managed to clear enough trash to just grab up those masks and just Oh, nice. Leave. That's cool. So probably now you might need a couple more people. Like maybe like four people, you know, just to go through, clear the trash, and grab the masks. I think it's doable without an ops group. As for the boss itself, the the Colicoid Queen, she's the one I struggle to remember the mechanics the most. To like relay to my team of 16 people, okay, what are we doing? There is a lot of trash enemies a lot of tiny bugs that come attacking you during the fight and if you don't deal with them properly it will it will kill your team even if you have kind of more experienced players if they don't actually work together so from what i remember the way we're able to take this on in story mode with our mixed bag team is we bring everybody to the boss and pretty much keep everybody there and we don't really attack the tiny ones. We just attack the main boss and only hit the tiny ones through kind of splash damage. I know there is multiple other enemies and I can never remember how to handle them. There's like some big guards and there's some spitting ones and I'm just like, ah, I can't remember. 
Yeah, um, it's important in hard mode to deal with them. There's one called caustic drones, I believe. And those are the nasty ones that you have to keep turned away from the tank, kill them and stun them because otherwise they will destroy the tank. Um, And then there's also the breaking of the eggs. Uh, People get that big debuff circle around them and then whatever it is, you're about to explode. So you need to go and just explode one egg to hatch a new enemy and not like six eggs <laughs> to hatch six <laughs> of them. Um, and then after you hatch it, you get a debuff on you like pheromones and you got to cleanse that because otherwise it gives you major aggro. And so everything will flock to you. Oh, healers have some very important cleansing to go on there then, huh? There is so much to cleanse in that. It's like a cleanse-a-palooza. There's also a red debuff. I forget what it does. But you can and, and at the end too. of the fight, at the end of the fight, no matter how well you've done dealing with everything, a million ads just start showing up, right? And you just got to kill that queen before it's too late. Yeah, pretty much. One tank takes rounds up all the ads and goes, does the amazing race around the <laughs> around the room while everybody else <laughs> desperately tries to kill the boss. Um, back when it was just Osis and we were waiting for the next X pack, it dropped these mats like forgotten something or others i don't know but they were worth they dropped three of them and they were worth 35 mil each which was a lot of money at the time wow think about that when 35 mil was a lot of money on starforge (sighs) i mean it's still it's still okay money you're just not going to be set for life Hmm. do you run this one on veteran mode off often i don't even know if i've passed it on veteran mode we used to run it every week for the mass and stuff Back when there wasn't anything to do and we were prepping for the for the new stuff, we were prepping for Onderon and Mech Shah. We would run it every week. We did it a lot. I did, have not really done it since 6.0. And I definitely haven't done it in hard mode in 7.0. God, that must look like some shit. I'm, I'd be terrified to go in there post 7.0 now. Yeah, but... um. There's a lot going on, but in terms of a fight, it's a better fight than TC, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's more interesting. At least, like, mm-hmm. you, everything, something's always going on. Like, you never feel like you have major downtime to sit there and contemplate your life. And so, parse. Parse. And, yeah. Parse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The cut to pieces is pretty sweet on that fight. Slam, 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 slam. So for those of you who like to contemplate your life alone, we're going to be talking next about dailies. We'll be right back. There's no denying that the pairing of Nick and June from the hit Hulu series The Handmaid's Tale is one of the most riveting love stories out there today. Even though they both lived through some extremely traumatic circumstances, their love continues to live on, and it deserves its proper respect, despite all the negative criticism that it's received. This podcast is all about dispelling the misconceptions about their relationship and shining a light on the beauty there is to be seen in their love connection with one another. Come join us here on Nick and June After the Fact to get some of the hottest takes on their relationship between the two lovers, along with a deeper dive into their storyline. You can follow us anywhere that you typically listen to podcasts to stay up to date with our show. Flying Solo All right, so today we are going to be talking about something very near and dear to my heart dailies, which is a great topic because we will hopefully be getting a new daily area soon. It's loaded in the rep. It's like Manon rep goes here. 
<laughs> like a placeholder, yes. We're very excited. Yeah. We'll see how that yeah. looks. Fingers crossed that it will be fun. Probably will need an umbrella. Dreary-ass planet. Anyway, for now, what we have... What do we have? What do we have now? At the moment, for daily areas, and first off, a daily area is pretty much anything you can go and do once a day, repeatedly, um, and you do it alone. That's pretty much all that defines it. They're all kind of different from each other. Some of them have a reputation system. Some of them don't. Some of them have a currency system. Some of them don't. In the end, they're often described as a way to get credits. Others, like I said, have reputation and there's unique rewards attached to them. So we have CZ-198, Oricon, The Black Hole, Section X, Iocath, Osis, Zios, Yavinfor, Andron, Makeb, and Rishi. Saya, I'm going to complain again about how the achievements menu is set up. I know, baby. I know. I guess that some of these are not tagged as daily because they are tied to a planet, I guess. But it's very weird how they categorized these. In the achievements panel. Yep. Yeah, especially Zyost, because that is a place that nobody goes to unless you're doing dailies. Like, nobody wakes up in the morning and goes, Ah, I think I'll go visit Zyost today. I love a bit of ash in my coffee. Really brings sunshine into my life, yes. Oh, the dead bodies. The, it's like going to Pompeii. Oh, let's go to Pompeii. Have a wild time. Look at all the ashen bodies. Zone in on some dead trees and beacons. So there is a ton of different daily areas these days. When dailies were first released near the launch of the game, there was actually some that don't really exist anymore, like Belsavis and Ilum. And Mm -hmm. they were basically a way to earn and gain gear solo. But now... That's not really how it works. And interestingly, in 7.0, you can get some endgame currency through dailies. So there's another really good reason to return to them. And you kind of have your pick of the litter of which ones you want to do. CZ198 is known as the fastest one and a pretty good way to make credits, as mm-hmm. well as any other type of currency you're trying to accrue. And uh, pretty much all of them also have some type of reputation or cosmetics track you can also work on. So if you're the kind of player who likes collecting armor, weapons, pets, mouse, that kind of stuff, each one has something unique to strive after. So apart from CZ198 being your short and sweet baby, <laughs> is there any others you really like to do? Zyost is so fast. It's really interesting, too. It's really fast. I should make a video. I can do it in like 10 to 15 minutes tops. The whole thing. It's really fast. There's not too much to fight. Basically, do it naked if you really wanted to. (laughs) The heroic is a joke at the end once you know the path. It's just, it's really depressing to do because the planet is so desolate. I love the way it looks. And you've got your 10 to 15 minutes and you've got credits. You get mm-hmm. some of the endgame currency. You get mm-hmm. some of the Zios currency, which you can spend on some cosmetic rewards. Yeah. Uh, the black hole is also very fast. That was that's one of another. the old school ones. Yeah, that's another, if you know what you're doing, 15, 20 minutes tops. Um, oh, and you don't have to wait for quick hands, quick hands quarrel. Wait for him no more. Oh, you can share tagging now. Wow. You can. Yeah. And if you, as long as you help to kill him, it will progress the quest. You do not have to actually press the button. The terminal. Yeah. No. Because I I tried it the other day. I was like, let's see if this works. And it did. I will say, Ossus is actually pretty fast if you know which ones to do. There are a couple that I skip 
because of the path I take to make it faster. I think this is kind of a repeating thing that you're saying. Once you know the path, once you know where you're going, these dailies change a lot. So like the first time you take them on, it's fun. It's exploratory. It's like any other quest in the game. But dailies are really meant to be repeated, especially for our solo friends here. So the idea is you learn how to do them quickly. Osis, I think, is one of the ones that it gets kind of difficult to learn the path. And once you do, it can be a huge change in in how fast you can complete them. One of the ones that I have still never figured out, I get lost over and over and over. And every time I try and work on its reputation, I go in with a happy heart and come out screaming (laughs) is Iocath. Hmm. The map is atrocious. It is atrocious. I know this because I just finished the rep for it. Oh, God, I'm so jealous. I still have to nowhere Uh, close to finishing it. And I think there's a separate one, Pub and Ipside, isn't there? (laughs) There is. However, however, you can do it on the same character. You just have to go to Iocath and say you're going to fight for the Empire. But I don't want to go to Iocath. Well, nobody wants to go to Iocath, dear. (laughs) But, you know... Um, I, I did it. There is like kind of a rhyme or reason to the path. There is like a, a little bit of a, a way about it that you can take to make it not so bad. Uh, I don't really want to repeat them, though. That is not anything I would ever do for dailies or leveling or any of that. Um, some of these in terms of dailies and conquest, they are too long. Like I, I won't do them um, for leveling, though, can be really good. Mm. Yavin 4 and Onderon are amazing for leveling. Like you go in like at level like 60 or whatever after you already completed Shadow of Revan and you just use that to get working towards 80? Yeah, that's what I did for the expansion. Anyone who didn't do Asus, I should have, and if I didn't care, I just skipped. I just skipped all the story to Asus on my ship. And then, God, I got it down where I could do Asus the whole thing probably in 30 minutes. 45 minutes and then be on to Onderon where I was getting 1.5 mil per quest. Woo! Cash money. Um, I think what I like best about the dailies in general is the fact that many of them have that cosmetic reward. A big thing when I play is the idea of double dipping. I, I like working on multiple things at the same time. And so when you're working on these dailies, you've got the cosmetic track, but you also have the credits track. And you also have the, if you're level 80, the level 80 currency track. And I like that they're all together in one spot for these dailies. And if you want to do them with a friend, you can, a lot of them, you can double dip. Uh, Some of them are a bit cranky, as Mal can attest. (laughs) uh, But for the most part, they are group friendly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oricon and Section X, I would never do those all by myself because they have some parts that are just a pain in the ass. But it's uh, the Oricon ones can be really fun because I think there's an achievement for hunting down all those named champions in the heroic area. Mm-hmm. All of these areas, especially Osis. Mm-hmm. Osis has a ton of really cool hidden achievements that you can go after that I really recommend taking a look into as well. Yeah, the new Galactic Seasons also reminded me that McKeb has a daily area. Right. I started to do it, and then I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, that's okay. We'll just leave you, McKeb, back in 2013 or wherever you came from. See ya. So for those of you who are watching on YouTube, we would love to hear, do you have any dailies that you like to run? Any favorites apart from CZ198? I don't want to hear about that one. Or is there any of the, <laughs> the planets you just kind of like doing the quests there, just enjoy in general? 
I guess that's it for our daily discussion. And uh, now Saya can tell us the news. You heard it here last. If you're listening to this podcast when it was released, the GREE event is currently running and will be going on until this Tuesday, which will be April 26, 2022. In addition to that, we don't have a ton of news, but we did get some very cool news, and that is that weapons in the outfit designer will become available with update 7.0.2, which is much sooner than expected. We don't have a date for 7.0.2 at the time of recording this, but the developer said we are targeting 7.0.2 to be deployed in the coming weeks. All right. So that's all we have for you today about daily areas and lair bosses. We would love to know, love to know what you love, what you hate. Tell us in the comments. Hit us up on Twitter. Thanks for joining us for this episode. We'll see you guys later. See ya. You've been listening to the Starforge podcast with Saya and Mal. We know you have your choice of podcasts and you chose the right one. New episodes drop every Friday on Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Sotheris' YouTube channel, and just about every other podcast platform in existence. For show notes, pictures, and other information, visit starforgepodcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter at StarforgeCast. We love hearing from you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all next week. This weekend, you can't make this Sith up. Raccoon disease. My dearest sire. Friday last, I began to finally feel healthy again, as if I were myself for the first time in a long time. The air around me seemed fresher. My eyes were bright and looking towards the future, and the green glop that seemed to constantly coat my body was a thing of the past. As I rose from my slumber Monday, it hit me. I felt weak, and my body racked with coughing. I doubled over, clutching my side, and as I raised myself up once more, I caught my reflection in the mirror. No, it could not be. The gold, glowing eyes staring back at me could not be mine. The sickly tinge to my skin could not be real, must not be real. I had spent but one hour in the world over the weekend, and alas, alas, dear sire, that was all it took. Achievements, they crow, a thousand infections to notch onto their starship sides. I fear this wretched record plague will be the very end of me. And so I write you now out of a fondness I hold for you. Do not travel to the fleet tomorrow, my darling. For if I am to be taken by this plague, you can be good and goddamn sure it will be on my terms. And I am going to take 
all those motherfuckers with me. What? We can't, we can't put this in here. 